Satisfy your appetite for food, fun, live music, and more at the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival, March 2nd through April 12th, only at the Disneyland Resort. And don't forget, SoCal residents can save on select multi-day theme park tickets with our SoCal resident ticket offer, but only for a limited time. Visit Disneyland.com for details. Valid for residents and select SoCal zip codes with valid ID. Tickets expire May 24th, 2018. Subject to block dates, restrictions, and change without notice. Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to the sound of the shofar blowing. The shofar is blown to inspire the people to do their thing. The shofar is blown to coordinate a queen or a king. And today the shofar is being blown to call us to get up out the matrix. This is Faux Show Holistic Health on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Shofar, from Faux Show Energy Work. And today our guest is a very esteemed uh, author. He's the author of Ancient Future. Uh, he's a healer, Qigong master, martial artist. And I was first put onto this brother years ago. There was a network uh, back in the early 2000s, a network marketing company called Mata. And uh, a good friend of mine put me onto Mata, and they had a reading uh, program for the people in the organization. And one of the books that was recommended in that network was Ancient Future. Fast forward a couple of years, um, me and about ten, uh, about nine friends were meeting up at my apartment. And we had a book study group that went on for a while, and we broke down this. And our, our first book that we studied together was Ancient Future. So, you know, I, I, it goes without saying that I really appreciate this brother. I appreciate the work that he put into the, to the book. Um, so our guest today is Wayne B. Chandler. Uh, Chandler. Mr. Chandler, are you there? I'm here, my brother. Oh, cool, man, cool. It's, it's a big honor to, to be talking to you, you know. Um, you know, the work that you put in with Ancient Future, man, it, uh, anybody out there listening, I definitely highly recommend and put that in the, put that on your list. It's, um, it breaks down some things, but man, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, it's great to be on your program, you know, and being able to, uh, to reason, you know, with, uh, with you and, and, and the folks, you know, out there in the world, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity. Cool, cool. Well, family, we definitely, we definitely are, um, you know, in good, you know, rare air right now. So, as y'all know, I like to just go ahead and jump in. And we can at the end, uh, Wayne, I'll let you tell them how they can contact you or find out more information, see what you're up to. But we're talking about the seven hermetic principles. For those of you who don't know what the seven hermetic principles, real quick, it's the basic universal laws that govern um, basically all the life. And the seven hermetic principles, but the first one is so deep and so foundational. Me and Wayne talked last week, and we already kind of understand that we probably will only go over the first one because that one is so foundational to the other one. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um, so, Wayne, what, what does it mean uh, to you that the universe is mental? Uh, basically, uh, that means that the universe is a, uh, a mental projection of what the ancients referred to as the all. You know, the all is divine mind, pure spirit. 
And when you say that the uh, universe is mental, what you're saying is that the universe is a projection, a thought projection from the divine mind of the all. Um, Mm. This is akin to how we are when we sit and we daydream Mm. and how often those daydreams or even the dreams in our, in our sleeping time can become so real that they can actually impact the physical body and, and our emotional consciousness. You know I mean? I know people (laughs) who have, you know, a, 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 a man's girlfriend will have a dream, you know, that is so real that when she wakes up, she just takes it out on him. And he's like, what did I do? Well, in my dream, you know, and wow. that's how real it can get. So that's pretty much what we're living. It's hard for us to, like, recognize and embrace that as a reality because we're locked literally in uh, this field, this state of being incarcerated in a three-dimensional reality, which Mm. vibrates at such a slow rate of frequency that it's it's like living in molasses. Hmm. Okay. Living in molasses, wow. You know, it, it brings me to think when you were talking, it made me think of that old song, uh, what, Row, Row, Row Your Boat Gently Down the Stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Right. Exactly. And uh, when you're talking about the all dreaming, that's deep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's what it is, you know, that we're working with. And this has been, you know, substantiated now, you know, via uh, mm-hmm. quantum physics. You know, back right. in the uh, the 80s, you know, you had uh, two quantum physicists. Uh, Elaine Aspect was the first one who jumped out on the scene regarding this particular principle. And okay. he had done all of this research around subatomic particles and found that subatomic particles were in constant communication with each other regardless of the distance separating them. Now, the mm. problem with that mm was that, you know, it violated Einstein's, you know, main long-held tenant that no communication can travel faster than the speed of light. So when he published, you know, these findings in various uh, scientific journals, it caught the attention of another quantum physicist out of uh, the U.K., out of London, by the name Mm -hmm. of David Bohm. Now, Bohm looked at it. And he said, you know, we've been doing this. You know, we've been doing the same kind of research. We've been finding, you know, the same kind of information. And Bohm went on to say, you know, because he, he basically broke it down. He said that, you know, the, that these particles aren't sending. It's not that they're sending some sort of mysterious signal back and forth. What they're telling us is that objective reality does not exist that despite its apparent solidity, the universe is at heart a phantasm, a gigantic and splendidly detailed hologram. And this ushered in the age of holographics, where not only, um, I don't know how many uh, individuals might have seen 
this this movie uh, that came out with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger when he went to Mars. I can't remember the name of the movie right now. Oh, Total he, Recall. Total I Recall. Total Recall. No, this one. Yeah, yeah, Total Bad Recall. Joke, <laughs> and there's uh-huh. there's a scene in Total Recall towards the end of the movie where he's projecting a hologram of himself. And the cats that are, like, after him are, like, firing on the hologram, which is allowing him to have time to set up, you know, to make the moves that he needs to make for his own level of self-defense. But they are, like, totally preoccupied with this hologram of him. And this is this is what a hologram is. A hologram is a projection of reality, but it is not real and so when we get to this place of really creating an understanding that this is what the universe is then the next piece is well then what is real and that piece is well the only thing that is real is the entity that is creating all of this that is around us and we have that same divine spark. We have that same level of source consciousness that resides within us. And that's what we want to tap into. And the deeper we go into that aspect of our being, that aspect of our spiritual nature, our source consciousness, the more we can manipulate, organize, and direct the three-dimensional realm that we're trapped in. <laughs> okay. All right. And you know what? What I really um feeling called to do and everything, man, because I'm with you, you know, but I know sometimes out there for the family, like especially if it's like something new, a new concept to people and stuff like that, what I want, and I mean, we have like, what, only 20 minutes left already, you know, so what I want the people, the family to be able to go home with on Wayne is like, the practical use of this, like, and this one mental, this one mental aspect or whatever that we're talking about. And, you know, some things that I wrote down is like time, money, religion, race. Um, I feel like all of these things kind of cause a certain trauma to our awareness of that divine spark that you just talked on. So let's um, maybe like, let's say like with time, what, what would be some of the ways that um, in a practical sense or whatever, we can bring ourselves back to the understanding of, the, of mental um that the universe is mental. Well, when you get into concepts such as these, the only way that you can really access, you know, the the knowing of it, you know, mm. is through doing. And and so mm. it it's not an an intellectual um appreciation and it's not an intellectual uh you know, fact finder um, that we're really searching for. You know, it, it's really a process of doing where you have very specific um, practices that have to come into play, which really take you into this place within your being. It's very important, you know, to understand that, you know, we, we live as human beings, you know, we live in this three-dimensional construct but we are not three-dimensional beings. We're not even made in the likeness of that particular frequency. You know, we are fourth-dimensional by nature. And so when you talk about time, 
you go back to a place, you know, when we functioned off of a lunar calendar, which kept us synchronized, you know, with specific universal frequencies that kept us locked into a vibrational, basically inner knowing of who and what we were as a fourth dimensional being. Now, what does that mean? You know, we get into, when you look at us in terms of our energetic or our spiritual anatomy, we have to look at the chakras that operate within the body. We look at the various nadis or meridians that move through the body, that move and generate life force, you know, and then how we can use the breath to, like, really uh, enhance and activate these various energetic portals and, and open, you know, these meridians or nadis and, and generate greater amounts of life force to actually be able, you know, to do amazing things, you know. So when you look at, like, for example, Qigong, Qigong is a practice that a lot of people get into, but what is the purpose of Qigong and what is Qigong? And basically, Qigong is a science that takes a normal or an inferior human being and makes them superior by creating, you know, superb physical health, uh, a profound or greater clarity of mind, um, disciplined will so that they can move through things, manifest things with greater intention and uh, the cultivation and the release, you know, of like innate but but suppressed talents and abilities, powers, if you will. And that's what Qigong does, you know. So Qigong gives one the ability to move into their fourth dimensional aspect of self, and in that realm they can begin to manipulate and make adjustments to the reality, this three-dimensional reality that they're a part of. So we're looking at Qigong and Nigong practice. Qigong is the cultivation, the building of this internal power. Nigong, the feminine aspect, is the projection, the release of this feminine, of, of this masculine power through visualization, through intention. You know, through meditation. So the more we get into, like, states of meditation, the more it aligns us with these deeper aspects of self. <laughs> Go back, rewind, family. Listen to it again. Sit with it. Soak it up in the cells. Um, yeah, wow. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Um, in your book, you said that meditation... Wayne, is the manner by which individuals encounter the nature of the divine within themselves. And right. um, one thing that I, you, you touched on so many great things in there, so many talking points in that. Um, another thing that you said in there, that it, it reminds me of something that a guest that I had uh, two weeks ago, uh, shout out to Master Yao Morris out there. Um, he said that one of the things that a warrior needs to do is battle for the minds of the people because it is through mental warfare that the people are really being put into darkness and tying one of the other uh, principles in is gender. Um, a deeper aspect that they talk about in the Kabbalion than just physical gender is mental gender. And I feel like it's through trance and through uh, music and, and images that they basically put our mind into a state of ovulation to become receptive 
to program. And if you love to speak to that a little bit in a way that might free the family up. Yeah, mental gender. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. that. There's so many different constructs, so many different social and cultural devices that are at play to keep us, you know, basically in the matrix, um, hmm. basically locked into the illusion. And so mm-hmm. the illusion manifests itself on various different frequencies. So mm-hmm. as above, so below. When you look at the universe, the universe is an illusion. So that construct has been copied and applied to us, you know, to create mm. the illusion of our everyday, what we would like to think is a practical reality, but it keeps us incarcerated and entrapped, you know, in a, in a mm. way that we're not able to really express and expand upon our own level of awareness and consciousness. So then you get into right-left brain. Now, when you look at the, uh, the left hemisphere, the left hemisphere is mundane. You know, the left hemisphere is finite. The left hemisphere is linear. You know, so it's about the five senses. And the five senses are just about our three-dimensional construct. So the left hemisphere of our brain is what we operate and navigate the three-dimensional realms with. But our challenge is how to move out of the left hemisphere into the right hemisphere because unlike the left hemisphere, the right hemisphere, you know, does not see a finite reality. It sees an infinite reality. The right hemisphere, unlike the left hemisphere, is not time-bound, you know. It Mm. deals with a a sense of timelessness, which means that encapsulated within its reality is the idea and the principles of immortality, you know. So Mm. in, in, in the right hemisphere, it deals with everything being connected, as of in the left hemisphere, it's compartmentalized. So it doesn't really show this interconnectedness that moves throughout the entire universal landscape. You know, whereas in the right hemisphere, it does. And see, that's the key. Because once you get into this place of of creating an understanding that the universe and all things within it, you know, are interconnected and that there's an interrelationship at that point, you know that you're not standing alone and you're not standing apart from anything else and that all things can impact you and vice versa. You can impact all things. You just have to begin to create, manifest, and cultivate that power so that that can happen. So the whole dynamic of gender-based consciousness comes into Mm -hmm. us being moved out of the right completely and totally into the left, which is a Mm fear-based, ego-centered mode of how we operate. And there are a lot of dynamics that keep us in the left. The left is the feminine. I mean, the left Mm -hmm. is the masculine, excuse me, and the right is the feminine, So when you look at the various constructs that go into play to keep us away from going into the right, 
being feminine, all things that are feminine within the culture are demonized. Mm. All characteristics mm-hmm. that reflect femininity are demonized. Mm. So it keeps us automatically from wanting to go and venture into that particular terrain because that terrain to us on an unconscious level reflects weakness. It reflects a limitation of our strength. It reflects uh, a removal of our ego, which we use to like propel us and allow us to operate and navigate in this reality. So in the feminine dynamic, all you have to do is think it, and there it is. Mm. The feminine, you know, is the cause. Mm. That's the right. And the masculine, which is the left, is the effect. So the feminine is the construct. The masculine mm. is the illusion. Mm. Mm. That, wow. In tantric teachings, they say that... Uh, <clears throat> In Tantric Quest, there's a deep uh, quote in there that always just stood out to me, uh, that one of the Tantricas, because all of the masters in this particular branch of Tantra were, were women, and the Tantrika, she says, um, uh, the earth is real, uh, but it is your uh, superficial contact with her that is an illusion. And um, so like you just said, that the, the feminine is the real, it's the substance and everything, but it's the mind that only is touching it on the things on the surface that is, uh, makes it things illusionary. Um, like we are very real at our core, but because we never really make deep contact with ourselves or anyone else, then it's all illusion, man. Uh, father time, mother moment, you know, and, um, wow. You know, what you talked about, about the, the mental, the mental realm, uh, with the, the emphasis being put on the left brain and everything and the fear based, and when I started doing a little research into some things, man, it just kind of stood out like the word, you know, of course, first off, the alarm clock. First of all, you're waking up alarmed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're right. waking up alarmed. Like, you know, it, it goes without saying, man. Then the, the word schedule, when you go back and you search the etymology of that word uh, back to the Greek, it comes from split. Um, right. Deadlines. Deadlines. And, of course, we know we have all this fear about being dead, you know, which we, you know, because of the misunderstanding there, but deadlines. So all everything you're just saying there is like the little programming that, that we've, that's been done to, to have this fear-based thing around this illusion thing called time. Right, exactly. I mean, and the thing is, is that time was manipulated, you know, uh, we go back, you know, a few millennia, but it was manipulated, you know, out of, what was a uh, uh, a synchronization of the movement and the dealings of time as as a universal uh, construct and humanity, you know, and the consciousness of humanity. So when the when when the Julian calendar was created around 4243 BCE, it took this cyclic dynamic that kept us locked into our fourth dimensional dynamic and moved us into this linear framework of how we see the world and express consciousness. So Mm. when that was um, enhanced, you know, with the Gregorian calendar, um, 
then that really, really locked us into, you know, this framework of uh, our three-dimensional um, workings. And just just the, you know, that that's why everything in, in this realm is an illusion on many different levels. You know, so in ancient times, they used a 13-month, 28-day calendar. We mm. use a 12-month calendar of, you know, 31, 30, and and 27 and then 28 days some years, you know, so the calendar doesn't have, you know, a certain level of energetic consistency that allows one to really tap in and be consistent with who and what they are as a fourth dimensional entity. So everything that has sprung off of that 13-month, 28-day calendar has been basically uh, reconfigured. So when you look at astrology, astrology has been reconfigured. And the only thing that makes astrology real in today's time is the fact that the global mass consciousness believes it to be so, and that's it. Mm. So we literally are creating that reality of an astrological pulse that really is not as effective and as accurate as we would like it to be because in the beginning there were 13 signs, not just 12. Wow. Wow. Just a heads up, man, uh, Wayne, uh, we we already at the five-minute mark here. So, you know, and I – what you've already said, you know, and, and that's not even going into family, you know, the concepts of money, the concepts of, religion, you know, having an anthropomorphic God, you know, a God that looks like us maybe or is a human being or whatever, or, you know, or male or female, all these different things that we kind of projecting onto the all. Um, Man, race, you know, same thing. Uh, With with us being here, like, uh, I would definitely want to make sure we have enough time to for you to tell people how to get in contact with you and what you have going on, if you have any a new book or if you're doing any kind of workshops, whatever, you know, to give that to the family. And then so if you want to tell us about that and then maybe some parting, you know, gem to leave with the family, man, um, please, please have it, Wayne. Yeah, um, I've got a retreat coming up the end of February, uh, which I do twice a year in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And, oh, wow. you know, we, we explore these, these concepts. I mean, this is what we get into. Um, wow. I've got a woman, uh, you know, who's going to be on, on the retreat. Uh, I've got, well, I've got, I've got two, two sisters that, that are going to be on the retreat that, um, one teaches, uh, comedic yoga and she also teaches, uh, the female, uh, sexual practices, and the uh, other woman also is uh, learned in, in, in Tantra, and she'll be working with, it, with, with those practices as well. But her main contribution to the retreat um, that I'm having this year is going to be teaching the, the participants how to move out of the, uh, the conscious mind into the unconscious or subconscious mind because that's where the lion's share of our reality really exists. And once you penetrate that field of operations, 
then you can like redesign, you know, what it is that you need to be doing out here in the world on a daily basis and not from an unconscious standpoint, but from to bring the the unconsciousness into the light so that now you're reprogramming how you move, live, and operate in this realm. Um, So, and then we're deep into Qigong. You know, we have, I have very specialized practices uh, that I've learned. I'm, I'm a student and a teacher. You know, I'm certified under Montauk Chia and uh, Chawakak Sui, you know, as a medical Qigong uh, practitioner. So that's on tap. Um, they can go to my website, which is www.waynebchandler.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And get that. You know, Very nice. get all that information there. Very nice. Well, again, uh, family, y'all been listening to Wayne B. Chandler. And, uh, brother, again, I appreciate you being on the show. Like I say, it's been a long time coming. This was early 2000s that I was first fortunate enough to come across you, and it was life-changing for us and those in the uh, group, you know. And uh, so uh, it's just an honor to have you on the show, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you reaching out, my brother, and bringing me on, man. This has been great. Cool, man. Well, definitely, and we, you know, somewhere down the road, I know you got your retreat coming up and everything, but sometime late spring or summer or sometime, man, we'll revisit this, man, because this is really something that you, that can really set people free, and it's more topics that we can go, even just, again, that first principle, um, you know, just looking with a fine-tooth comb, going through reality and seeing where we're forming false belief systems and stuff based on, you know, perceptions that we've been fed, so... Man, exactly. thank you again. Wow. All right, y'all. Well, family, again, this is Faux Show Holistic Health on Blog Talk Radio, and I'm your host, Shofar, with Faux Show Energy Work. Y'all stay up and stay diligent. Talk to y'all soon. Peace. Peace. Appetite for food, fun, live music, and more at the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival, March 2nd through April 12th, only at the Disneyland Resort. And don't forget, SoCal residents can save on select multi-day theme park tickets with our SoCal resident ticket offer, but only for a limited time. Visit Disneyland.com for details. Valid for residents and select SoCal zip codes with valid ID. Tickets expire May 24th, 2018. Subject to block dates, restrictions, and change without notice. Hi. I'm a helpful Southern California Honda person, and recently we've been doing random acts of helpfulness, like donating shoes to children in need and helping a music therapy facility with new instruments. And we can help you, too, with a great deal on an award-winning Honda, like the all-new and completely redesigned Accord, a car and driver 10 vest a record 32 times. Click the dealer locator link to find a dealer near you and go to SoCalHondaDealers.com to suggest a random act of helpfulness for someone you know. Car and driver January 2018.